There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Forever. Dog. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. My oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. <laughs> Bitch, it is a fucking sop fest in New York City. Can I say something publicly? Yes. No more talking about the weather. No one no, can talk about it you because guess keep what? Going we back we and have forth to be more than interesting this. than this. No, but this got to be interesting. We have to settle on the. It's the discourse on the discourse. It's so meta. It's like a cloture vote. It's like voting to vote. It's 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 having the conversation to have the conversation about yeah. talking about the weather because I keep going back and forth. You keep going back and forth it's on true, whether or not talking about the weather is acceptable. I think it is. When something is so unusual, you have to call it out. It is unusually humid. Look at my fucking shirt. I know. I'm drenched. You're drenched. I've never looked this way. <laughs> I've never looked this way. I have never seen you. I have never seen you. And you, Bowen, yes. one of the warmest presences. When you sit next to him, it's like there's always a crackling fire. Yes. And he came in here and he said, don't hug me. No one hug me. I did I'm not too, take that. You said this. You put up both your hands in our guest's face and you said, don't hug me. No one touch me. I'm a sop fest. That's what you said. That wasn't the reading. And I would have hugged you anyway. That was not the reading. Then what then how what did you say? So our guest shoots up from his chair. You denied. Him. Our guest I mean I mean if I'm if if anyone were to outmatch my warmth, it would be our guest. <laughs> and our guest I don't know about that. shot up from 
Okay, what? She could be icy. Oh, she could be icy over email. Well, she shot up over. <laughs> she shot up from her chair to hug me. She did. And this is this is this was the reading. Well, can you can you just repeat the the the, the quote? What you said? Yeah. Don't touch me. No one hug me. I'm a sopifest. Okay. This this is how I said it. Don't touch me. No one hug me. I'm a sop fest. You love to give yourself the good narrative. <laughs> you are. You're a victim. You're a public victim. Bowen Yang, public, public victim. victim. That's the Stop. title of your. That's the title of your stand-up oh special. My Look. Oh my god. Wait. A gorgeous bead of sweat just rolled down your face. Did it was you like feel a it? Sandra. It was like a Sandra O'Tier. Oh my god. It was like it a was Sandra like, O'Tier. It was like Grey's Anatomy, but for heat. But for heat. Oh and my god. That was glands. so glamoured. Glamoured. Um, you can't believe how beautiful that was. Can you feel the energy? I can. It's a thick energy. And can I say something? Yes. We only allow so many straight men. I always ah. say, can I say something? I know I've noticed. And you, and I always tell you, you always have the permission. And I we, have the right to say things. And, but just to address what you just said, we mm-hmm. only allow a certain number of straight men. I mean, we really do. Can we name them? Can we count them on one hand, first of all? Silvestri. Silvestri, Tim Platt, Billy Platt, Domino. Billy Domino. Chris Red. Chris Red, famously. And, oh, I, we're missing a couple. I mean, there have been other straights. There have been other straights, but... I mean, they, those are the queens of the straights, though. Apparently, queens of the straights, and I gotta say, this guy, we love him. You know, there's something about this guy. <laughs> um, when he, when he came into our life, this guy, this guy, this guy, he approached us mm-hmm. and said, "I think there's something there." And we said, we know, we, we know. know, we know. We've been around each other and we know. There's something about this energy, this duo. But truly, I mean, he gave us so many opportunities. He was the, he, he was the one who sort of opened the door for us to write recaps for Vulture. It's um, true. I'm still making those checks. Dude, I'm still making those checks. Not you. Uh, not me. You moved on. Um, I wish, I wish I could. Even though I had, this is how in love with making money I am. This is how obsessed with money I am. Even yeah. though I had a full-time job, yes. I would still wake up at, I'm not kidding. Six in the morning mm-hmm. to write, watch RuPaul's Drag Race yes. and write those recaps before I had to go into work at 10. I can't believe. Yeah, because I'm so obsessed with just getting <laughs> any money. So if you guys go back and read the season 11 recaps, just like read that from the lens of Matt Rogers being completely stretched thin. <laughs> Um, Honestly, and being a fucking money hungry ass. I'm a money hungry, hungry ass. ass. My ass is hungry, hungry for money. Yes. Um. So here's the thing. There's something about this guy. Something about this guy. You know, the, the, the thing about him is he's um senior editor at Vulture. Oh, that is one of the things about him. And another thing about him is he's one of he's not one of the hosts. He is the, the host, host, honey, <laughs> of the Good One podcast presented by Vulture. Presented by Headgum. Headgum and Vulture. You know that this is something I I know very well. Presented by Headgum and Vulture. I was the one of the co-hosts of a podcast called What the Tuck, yes. which he put to he he this he was the mastermind behind the it. Mastermind it's now called that. Drag Her. And, Come on. and you know, they continue on. Um he And is, he is the man. But he's such a champion for uh people in the community. He really is, and he's laughing. No, he really is. He like has really helped you know showcase uh, mm-hmm. he said such nice things about us we were on uh, good one we were we had a 15 minute thing on good one because we're not big comics yeah. you know we we a tiny comics tiny comics tiny baby two, comics that get a tiny baby episode. not even not even both of us are big enough to get a 
full no, we're, block. We're, we both, we, the, we roughly amount to like seven and a half minutes worth of time. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's how much we are after, worth. After post, yeah. after, after, you know. Exactly, cuts. exactly. But that was really fun. That was so fun. And that was such a fun show. Yeah, that was so and fun. And I really love it. And he, he really asks the right questions. And just so you all know, the Good One podcast has comics come on and they, they talk about and dissect their iconic jokes and their iconic bits and the material, and they, we kind of get a glimpse into the process. Yes. It's if you love comedy, you would love this podcast. You love yeah. good one. So, please. and this is a man that I would like to tickle me. I would. I'm sorry. What? I would like him to tickle me. <laughs> I think that if he were to approach me Oof. in a romantic setting, okay, I would let him tickle me. Mm. I, what if it was completely platonic? Fine. Okay. That actually sounds really fun. That sounds fun. I bet that me and our guest would have been really good friends in elementary school. Oh. I bet the three of us would have had a sleepover, you know, before things get, like, sexually complicated. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's There's, all I have to say about that. You're throwing out so much. I would enjoy a frozen pizza with this bitch. You're throwing out Something so about this guy. Tickling sleepovers pizza? Yeah. I don't know. Bitch. I get the sense when I'm around him that we would have innocent fun together. Yeah, okay. And there's something about this guy. Something and then, There's about- something about this guy. Is the front runner for title? Yes, there's something about this there's guy. Something about this guy. Oh, please welcome into your ears, Jesse, Jesse David Fox. Fox. Hello, that was so nice. I wanted well, to go forever. You are, you know, you are the sweetest boy. You're the sweetest boy. I try. You are. I you're really the do sweet try. boy. You're the and sweet you, boy. You end all your tweets with love, Jesse. Yes. Yes. Because Hunter made me, and Hunter's young and taught me how Twitter works. This is you were talking about the, the iconic yeah, Hunter, the Hunter Harris. Hunter Harris. Hunter Harris. I have to say something. This episode will largely be about you, but now that you've mentioned Hunter, Hunter Harris, I did some think I was Hunter. like, "Well, I bring her up," and then immediately I brought her up. So <laughs> the first time, the, the the I first became involved uh, on Twitter with Hunter Harris oh when my God. Um, Alex Jung was yes. coming to Game Show. He yes. asked for tickets to Game Show, and I said yes. He's like, "Can I have a plus one to bring in the iconic Hunter Harris?" And you're like, "And I was Who? like, I think I know this person from Twitter." And even he referred to her as the, the iconic, iconic Hunter, Hunter Harris. Harris. You she is. You have to follow Hunter Harris at Hunter Y Harris. Oh my God. It, you will not be disappointed. No, it's daily, just like daily belly laughs from me. Oh, are you bringing something up? I'm bringing something up. She, so uh, we're recording this on July, <laughs> what is it, 17th? Yeah. Um, 2019. Emmy nominations came out yesterday. She yes. tweeted her, she tweeted. <laughs> Um, not a not, not a single billions nomination. I see. Period. Logging off and post this and screen grab of Phaedra. I have Phaedra Park. She her. So I like sort of had a private good one with her about how she does it. She she, has, she is magic. You have to. She so has. Good. Her computer is filled with folders that are collated by types of gifts, oh types God. of photos. I was like. I was like, she's like, my friends make fun of you. She's like, don't let them make fun no. of you. Uh-uh. This is special. No, it's You're, really a thing. She, she's amazing. <laughs> the queen of Twitter the for queen me. Queen of Twitter. The queen. Truly so goddamn funny. So funny. I'm just laughing at like she you tweeted something at you just tweeted the other day. We were together. We were just I was at Matt's apartment. We were laughing, laughing, laughing about Hunter. And then you tweeted. <laughs> we were screaming. At Hunter Why Harris is the queen of Twitter or something. And then she quote tweets it and she and all she says is the <laughs> Taste he has taste spelled T A with an umlaut S T E accent Q the taste that he has. the taste that he has <laughs> wait hold on laugh. she also tweet one I'm gonna share one you more bring, you bring up one one more tweet that I liked that is just like. Uh, 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 <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Hold on, wait. This wait, is so annoying. So, what do you mean a private good one? Like, did you record so just, this? No, no. I literally just asked her how she did it. I think you. I think. Oh, this is what she said. Six Emmy name. Six Emmy nominations for Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. Eight periods. A huge ellipses. A moment most pleasing to me in my career. <laughs> Just crazy. I don't know. So, well, one of those was for writing, which I, yes. which Nicole Silver. Can we talk about this? I think it's odd. It's odd. It's beyond odd. It's, it's so her, Nanette, <laughs> Wanda Sykes, because this is the way where most stand-ups get nominated. So yes. I'm yes. very aware of this category. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's yes. her, Nanette, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, yep. and... Girl. A uh, man who was it's, the, um, it's, and Adam Sandler Adam and Adam Sandler. Sandler. It's truly like four Netflix specials yes, and right. Beyonce yeah. for writing um, Homecoming, uh, which we, should be said a phenomenal special. Phenomenal, a phenomenal variety. Let's, let's even give it a phenomenal it variety will win special. Outstanding variety special, whatever the next word is. I, I, it should. For her. I'm I mean, for I mean maybe part of the submission was I don't know. I'm not as much of an awards wonk as I, I would like to be, but mm-hmm. maybe part of the special is submitting some writing sample from the, the, the work. <laughs> like a, I she doubt that that's packet. true. But it's like, I'm sure she, you know, like the, all like the phone, muffled phone mm-hmm. voiceovers in, in Homecoming. I'm sure mm-hmm. like she like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure she was involved in that creative process. Well, someone had to write that sketch with the bugaboos. <laughs> uh, bugaboos, make me laugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is Emmy worthy. But I also worthy. think the Emmys like when think they like to tout like this got 11. This got they like having multiple nominees. They yes. like things getting on a roll. I I don't know totally why. So I, it's probably also like well there is writing. It was yes. not bad. So like this is a sensation. They want to make sure that you have it. They want. When you look at the total nominees, be like, these are the most important TV things of the year. Yeah. I get that. Here's my problem with it. Yeah. And actually, this is this is something where I was talking to my dad about this today. Like your dad was like, my, Did you well, see Beyonce got nominated for that? I, I forget how it came up. It probably wasn't a topic, and then I just started talking <laughs> sure about it, knowing me. Yes. Um, but I was saying, like, it's weird that there's no category called like individual performance. Because oh. when you watch Homecoming, what is amazing about Homecoming? Beyonce's performance. And yet, there is not an, a category that exists to reward performance in a special like that. So even if we're calling... Li- you're talking about live performance. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Even, like if we're calling what Hannah Gatsby does there uh, an individual performance, there's no category... Right. <laughs> there's no category to acknowledge that. Yeah. And yet, there is this writing category that Beyonce yes. gets nominated for when it's like, if you watch that, you're like, wow, she should win an Emmy for this performance on television. And yet, there is no category for sure, that. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that is actually where I would place all the Saturday Night Live performers too. Oh, interesting. Oh. To be honest, because that is a weird... Weird thing. Very much weird. It's always weird, but it's nice, I guess, when... And at, it, there was a time where SNL... I mean, there's decades where there, no one was getting nominated. So right? it was cool when they started getting sure, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, because it's in the news all the time, I don't know if you've heard, Bowen, that, <laughs> <laughs> that now they have to try it out a few. Yes. Robert De Niro's getting one De Niro's for getting one. eight minutes of screen time. Right. Which is was shocking, he, in a way. He submitted the Sandra O episode. Oh, which is which Sandra also got nominated for. But for me, the SNL thing is weird because it's it's weird that it splits off into there's it's it lives under the umbrella category of variety, but then mm-hmm. it but then these 
these nominations yes. fall under comedy. Which yeah, you I think guess. there'd be variety performance. Yes, there you go. And that's what that's what's, that's missing, what's missing there. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think I think there did used to be a category called individual performance, which then was done away with, and they moved the SNL performers to competing all in supporting, which is fine. In comedy, though, in yeah. comedy. Yeah. But my my issue with that, and, and it has nothing to do with should they be recognized. Of course, they should be recognized. But I have a I have a tough time reconciling. And also knowing, by the way, that none of this matters and most of it's bought. But, <laughs> but like, I have a tough time reconciling. Like, how do you put Kate McKinnon's incredible performance mm-hmm. on SNL up next to someone like Betty Gilpin? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. They are doing two different things. And also, you know what show I started watching? Dead to Me. Oh, you did. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. Fantastic. But Christina. I don't think that show is a comedy. Yeah. And it's 29 minutes long, so it's not really a drama. It's like all these things are like I blending know. in together, and it's just getting too weird. And now I'm kind of thinking like, at what point do these, and also it's binary too, which is weird. At what point do these categories just melt away and we just start honoring performances for what they are? I get that that's less fun, but yes. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's getting weird. Well, the only two directions it could go is if it could, if it got more granular, like best performance in a dramedy, or, which is never, yeah, which no. I don't think is going to happen. Or the other direction is... It all gets lumped together into one monolith of right, show. but then it becomes like the Pulitzers or the other one that sounds like Pulitzers, where they're like, "Here's a pile of awards, the award. Peabody, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Peabody yeah, yeah. which is not fun to look at. No. You're like, oh, there's no, there, you don't know what they're being judged against. It becomes like a fair award, but not a thing you'd want to watch a show of. Of course, right? It's like part of it is. You're seeing the faces of six, now eight people are nominated for best. It's too many. Act. It's too many. So you'll see their eight faces, and you're like, "Who's it going to be?" Yeah. And then they'll they'll pick somebody, and then they'll give some speech, and you'll forget who wins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that is, it is good TV. Is it good awarding? Uh, who knows? But it that is why we watch it because it's a television you, show. Yeah. If you lumped it, then it's just literally like listing people's names. Yeah. yeah. Literally, that is true. true. You know who I think does it right is the television critics association or the TCAs. Mm. They, what they do is they say, here are six nominations for achievement in comedy. Mm-hmm. And here are six nominations for achievement in drama. And it's individual achievement in drama. And I remember like, um, th- this is an award that like Rachel Bloom has won. And that, mm-hmm. and they don't break it down by gender. To, they do not. That? Yeah. And at the, 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 um, Whenever I've brought this up before as an idea, some people say, you know, I think rightfully so, like, well, you know what'll happen, like, it'll be all men, and then the women will be underrepresented. And honestly, I actually think that, and and you can see on these TCA awards, like, it's predominantly women. I think that the women on television are by far giving the most exciting performances because they're given the space to do so, so I don't necessarily think it would go that way, but... Yeah, I think TV would be, it would work because, as you said... There's more shows for women. There's more interesting roles. The roles written for men or television are the same role over and over again, yeah. which is Absolutely. like this Anti-hero. man is good and bad at yeah. the same time or whatever. But it would you couldn't do it for the Oscars because it would the yeah. it would take forever. Like, and this is just Truly. the nature of that industry is it the movie industry moves so slowly. Yeah, like it because there's such an investment in each thing, it takes forever. There's like only so many movies a year that are released. So that's why hard, but TV, you can definitely do it. And then women would win all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like other than the sort of like linchpin, big male antihero characters on TV, I feel like you're not seeing that, that much interesting stuff in lead actor roles for the mm-hmm. most part. I think there's so much more in male supporting roles. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and in female lead roles and female supporting yep. roles. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, you saw Game of Thrones, like they got so many nominations and it's like, 
it was for supporting actress. Tons too. of women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four out of the six, which is cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. then you look and you're like, well, they're all great. Yeah. But did you see um somebody posted like the breakdown of screen time that all the Game of Thrones cast members and, had that they're and like yeah. it's like Dinklage has like over 140 minutes of screen time when uh-huh, you take uh-huh, all the season. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Alfie Allen had like 28. Wow. And it's like, yet they're both supporting actors. And it's you know what I mean? It's it's just I, I think TV, I felt that I always think the Emmys is interesting because the Emmys is voted on by people that work in all of TV, including mm-hmm. people that make the TV we never talk about. Yes. yes right. Yes, so yes. they like when TV works, mm-hmm. like which means people watch it. So, yes, of like, course. so there's right, like right. Game of Thrones was a big hit. We have to celebrate it because it did sort of like stop time. Like yeah. it, it might they, be the last time we all sit yeah, down. That's at the why same I'm surprised time like something. Big Bang yeah. Theory didn't get nominated because I do yeah. feel like they support like doing a good job. Like mm-hmm. I feel like with like late night variety, the late night shows, I feel like they often reward like successful broadcasting opposed to like artful television or whatever. Like, Oh, they are the best sort of the most basic of like they responded to the day or whatever it means to be a broadcaster. And I think that's probably where like game of Thrones is a big hit. Let's celebrate the whole run by seeing how many people we can nominate. Yeah. And it's like when uh, Lord of the Rings was nominated for every single Oscar. Right. There's like, look, this is only going to happen so many times. Mm -hmm. I feel like the industry wants to applaud itself for having a hit. Right. Like, they want to say, look, we can still do it. Like, yeah, we're still a yeah. monoculture. We still, this thing was both big and good, which mm-hmm. is, I feel like, a very L.A. Rare. sort of, a very, and a very L.A. sort of reasoning, which is yeah. like, <laughs> if it is good, and it is, if it is successfully big, uh-huh. that it is at least somewhat good. Yeah, right. That you have to reward it for, for, for yeah. it had to do something, right? It's like and, Avatar. Right, and it costs right, a lot right. of money. Like, it, it did sort of the job of, like, successfully employing people in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite nominations that happened? Oh, God, this is so hard. I can say mine while you think. Um, yeah, you go. I actually can't believe that Fleabag was nominated. I can totally uh, believe it. Of course I can believe it based on quality. Sure. But, like, shit like that, like, that everyone's talking about and everyone knows is so good. Rarely. And, like, rarely breaks yeah. through. Like, like you, you remember when The Wire was on TV and everyone uh-huh, knew The Wire uh-huh. was the best show? Never was The Wire, uh-huh. like, up for those awards. And t- maybe later on, but, like, never. Like, Friday Night Lights, it took so long for that oh, show sure, to get sure, recognized. Sure, sure, sure. So something like this, where it's like, you know, it's the, the whole industry stopped and was like, literally the the industry stopped working and it scared the fuck out of people. Um, Like truly. Yeah. 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 You don't believe that those things are going to get recognized. And then something like Shit's Creek where I just thought that had like a niche fan base, but it just goes to show, I think the efforts to diversify and include like younger people, diverse people like uh, that slowly and surely you're seeing those things get embraced. Um, Is it, I think it might have something to do with the finality of, both of those things because it was was that Shit's Creek no Shit's Creek no, no. Shit's Creek is on. announcing and I think has one more season it has five yeah. total but I think Flea I mean Fleabag it's like it's like h- part of the narrative for Fleabag was this is the, this is the last season yeah. she's doing and it was it's been two years since but the last yeah. one yeah 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 it's a small show and usually small shows don't get nominated because mm-hmm. like yes. it doesn't make usually a small show does not make as big of an impression but it's it seemingly did. You when you sort of exist in sort of media bubbles, you do not know if it actually is being watched by people outside of those media bubbles. Yeah. Right. And like we have written about it a million times, but mm-hmm. we don't. And we have an audience who cared about it, but mm-hmm. we have no sense of like. And it seemingly has connected with people. But that's why I think. 
the biggest snub was that the hot priest didn't get nominated. It's so yeah. weird because yeah, two supporting weird. actresses uh-huh. did. It's crazy. And no and one was checking for Sean Clifford, but she's amazing. She's but amazing. She got a nomination, and that shows that people did love it and watched it. Well, and the thing about Olivia Coleman getting nominated, not that she didn't deserve it, but it's like she's like, she, her screen time in this season was like amounted to what, like 25 minutes yes, total? Yes, super like, small. And I can't remember anything in this season I feel like I remembered. But like, and I would say it's like, oh, the Emmys like to nominate movie, movie stars, stars, but then the. Then they did not like to nominate movie stars because Julia Roberts didn't get nominated. I mean, the or Emma, or Emma Stone or Jonah Hill. Like, exactly. This is, that is yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to be both so the Emmys and so not the Emmys at the same time. Truly bizarre. The fact that they could have had Julia Roberts there. I know. I know. And, and so deserving. Do you think Beyonce will go? I don't, yes. I don't, think she, I don't think she will at all. Well, the, I guess it will come down to whether or not they show those categories on the main show. I don't think they will. Or, no, because John, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Mulaney won... F- one year, and I remember he gave a speech. So he must have won for he won for either best outstanding variety special or writing for variety yes. special. And like Patton Oswalt won for something. So they right. usually do it because they probably usually do it because that means a stand up comedian will say sure, something sure, funny. Sure, right, sure. Right, right. But right. they he had I, that gray powder blue suit yes. last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. He wears right. a suit. Though I, though what if they bring around she doesn't win? <sighs> That'll be that's when you rig it. You gotta oh, for Beyonce's. I mean, in, in if her Beyonce favor, shows of course, up, of course, in, the, in this, the year of Lion King. I know, I and know. And Nanette wins. Oh boy, the <laughs> And then Nanette wins. <laughs> Imagine Nanette winning. Michael Che will fucking die over Beyonce. <laughs> like whatever. I um, know. <laughs> um, oh my! I have, I, I have my favorites. I do want to point out one gigantic snub, and I'm biased, but it's something that Jesse's pushed. Yes. Cecily. I was going to say. I think Cecily Strong should should be nominated, and yes. I think that it is egregious. It's crazy that, that she doesn't get nominated. I felt, I saw, I looked, I was like, I was nervous. I looked slowly. I was like, I, and I saw she wasn't there, and I was like, I should have wrote a thing. Because mm. I was like, I wrote Ugh. the thing about Keenan, and Keenan got nominated, and he might have gotten nominated. You're doing a service. Yes, and I was like, yes. And I, we had talked about doing something, and we tried to, and we couldn't get it work. And I was like, she right. needs to get, she does what the, she is what the show she, is. Absolutely. She does all the parts. She is what Bill Hader was for the show. Yes, yes. What, uh, what's his name? The guy from the 90s. I was gonna, oh, who, oh, uh, oh, uh, got, Chris Parnell? Not Chris Parnell, uh, but sure. Like Forte? Parnell. 90s. And his wife uh, killed him. Oh, Phil, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but she, <laughs> does, no, 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 she no. does all the things the I show know, needs. I know. And and of, and of course, it's amazing that Kate got nominated again, fifth year in a row. Yeah. Um, and Aidy and Leslie, of course, like in the past, got nominated so deservedly. deservedly so. Um, Would have been great if they got nominated again, too. But like Cecily going, if she leaves that show without ever getting nominated for an Emmy, I'm just like, that is such such an oversight for yeah. me. For and me you know, the thing about it too is it's like, it's tough because like I'm saying, like they don't really belong in that category. <laughs> yes. But 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 yet it seems like they've made so much room before. Like I, I, I am so thrilled to see that so many of the performers from that show get recognized because what they do is so difficult and so grueling. Yes. And, and it's and a they performance. Do it, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 is, is it is performance. Real performance. Performance. Yes. And, and like... But but to see that she is the one that constantly gets left out is just not no. correct. No, it's so incorrect. I mean, she she can do anything. It's whatever. yeah, she's amazing. It'll there'll be some sort of karmic justice, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, like in the future. Um, 
if 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 it doesn't if it doesn't happen. Well, um, she's a superstar. She's and incredible. You know, while we're also talking about that category, which has eight people in it, I, there's no I mean, space for Darcy Card in there. Oh my God, you, Darcy! It's, it's a joke. How do you watch the episode that you know they submitted and go that was nominated for writing? So that you know they watch it, they're like, "This is good." Now, I'm, the they, writing they of it was good. I was about to be like, "The writing of it is easy," but no, they're like, the they performance of it is what is interesting. Yes. and you know. Oh my it's God. almost like they wrote it for her to get nominated for an Emmy. I yeah. know. And eight. And they couldn't. It, that's, it sucked. It sucked eight. real bad. It sucked eight. real bad. And that's why, that, that, that's what brings me back around to Fleabag might fucking win that category. Because they obviously love it. Because oh, for supporting. There were, yes. No, yeah. well, I, no, mean, I mean, well, I think it might well, win comedy. Well, I don't know. Uh, they love Barry. They fully <laughs> love Barry. They are in love they with fucking three love Barry. supporting actors. And I'm sorry, but like the titular Barry, yeah, they fucking and love Maisel. Well, they yes, are obsessed with Maisel. But Maisel was made for the Emmys. It's I, yeah. true. Maisel was made so for the Emmys. Sorry. And uh, the, <laughs> Maisel was Maisel for the Emmys. Actually, rule of culture number fifty-five. Maisel was Maisel for the Emmys. And I have to say, in the I love Maisel. Yeah, I, we, I, we fucking love Maisel. We stand Maisel. It's just crazy because that's when you realize how good television is. Yes. Because you look I at the know. list and you're like, what do you mean Darcy and Cecily weren't nominated? Get out of my way. Let me see the list. And then you look at it <laughs> and you're like, oh, God. I know. This is it's so tough. thick. The So you asked what my favorite, because I had just, per this recording, interviewed the Paladinos, the Sherman mm-hmm. Paladinos. I had rewatched the the guy that plays the artist in episode seven in season two, yes. which was, I thought was like, Oh, it's a great performance, but no one will notice it that he got nominated. Whoa. Like, yeah, like the guy who plays um, the comedian, obviously he was going to get nominated. Yeah, I should yeah, know yeah. his name, uh, Lenny Bruce. Lenny He's Bruce. so good. It's yeah. such a good Fantastic. performance. Yeah. And, but that the guy that played this artist in like three scenes. Yeah. And I had noticed it because that scene is so good and so to how they shoot the show because they mm-hmm. don't shoot in close up. So he acts with his full body. I was like very aware of this is what I think could happen. Yeah. yeah, it's also an Amazon thing where it's like they their programming is pretty lean and so they're able to yes. throw all their money behind yes. this one they thing. They gave everything Absolutely. to Maisel. Maisel and Fleabag, like go. They're like this yeah. is I mean like they, they they spent so much money on Maisel if they didn't if that didn't get as many nominations nominations as it did, yeah. Yeah. then they'd be like but it did cuz yeah. it got a million for it got two for directing, a couple for writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously costumes, obviously production design. Her so, incredible lead performance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what will win because they clearly liked those shows. So, like, they clearly liked those three shows so much. It's yeah. a weird one, too, because ordinarily you'd look at it and you'd say, oh, Veep, last season of yeah. the show. And right. yeah, not for nothing, but it's not like Julia Louis Dreyfus wasn't just as good sure, as she yeah. always is, if not better. I mean, I think she was on 11 this season. And there's, of course, the narrative of she returned to the show you. after being sick. So it's like, and she's won more Emmys than I think anyone in that category. Uh, but but so, it's yeah. like so. But it'll be interesting. And I mean, you look at that category, and I'm also like I said, I'm watching Dead to Me, and Christina Applegate is forever. I uh, yeah. This yeah. woman, she is an icon. Uh huh. Yeah. Dream guest for the pod. <laughs> Can you imagine? I I would fucking lose it. I would only want to talk about Married with Children. Yeah, you would it. only want to talk about Mary with children. Yes, Mary with children. bitch. Oh, no, no Anchorman. Nothing. No Anchorman. <laughs> no, no <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. Who? The who? What was the movie with her? The movie that she did that was her uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh come on, the sweetest thing. The sweetest, sweetest thing. thing. The sweetest yeah. thing. Famously, Sudi Green's favorite movie. Oh my god. It should be people's favorite movies. It's, it's a good. hard comedy. Yeah. It's like oh god, I feel like it god. was marketed as like a light rom rom com, but it's like a proto. <laughs> Bridesmaids like hard comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, this is this is just a random thing about me is that I, for some reason I was a, I was obsessed with 
the marketing behind this movie, but I never watched, I never saw it, was um, in her shoes. Oh my God. With Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette. I was like, I need to see this movie. I never ended up seeing it, but I like would stare at the poster for like, 30 minutes you've at a never time. seen it no i feel like you really would like love it, it. I, you I, would. I went on imdb this was like early days of imdb i would go on imdb and like read the quotes section and yeah. just like soak up the dialogue and i was like what am i doing i should just go see this you movie. need to go no actually I was i was probably in the closet and i was like too afraid to go because they'd be made fun yeah. of. like that like that's probably. i would watch in her shoes with you okay thank you I, wait because because I, I, I saw it on a plane i recommend seeing it on a plane i cried the entire time i don't <laughs> well, know if i liked the movie but i was like it was this is exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. on a plane the tone that i was oh yeah that's a plane movie honey that's Actually, it's actually rule of culture number seventy-one. In, In her, her shoes, shoes that's a plain movie, honey. Um, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. Oh my god! Yeah, what an amazing Shirley MacLaine. Cast. There's a scene where there's like a running joke where Cameron Diaz is like in a bikini at like the old folks' home pool, uh-huh. and all the men are like, "Oh, god!" Yeah, and it's yeah. like Cameron, hon. Cameron, hon. Cameron, hon. Did she really retire? I mean, where's she at? I don't. Well, oh god, she's I mean, retired. Did she announce her retirement? Uh, that's, yes. that's what I'm asking. Yeah, okay. Like a few times. What was the last I think thing everyone was she like, was ha, in? ha ha ha, Cameron. What was the last thing she was in? That like, movie where she Annie? had sex with a car? No, Annie was after it. <laughs> Annie? Yeah, Annie was after it. I mean, Annie would put the nail on the coffin for anybody. Yeah, but, that's, a, that's yeah. a real rough run. Wait, that movie that movie where she fucks a car, like, is that like if the energy of <laughs> oh, wait, it I'm is sorry, what well, it's that movie? <laughs> HSPT hot senior producer Tracy is making a face. She's like, I'm sorry, what? Or, yeah, what is it's this? It's not that she fucks a car, but it's definitely is it that, Cameron's that fucking a car energy. No, she no. fucks a car. What? what are you talking about? How? Are you talking about that movie with Michael Fassbender and Penelope yeah. Cruz where yeah. she's like, how did and you have, do that? Yeah. And Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem <laughs> is telling a story to Michael Fassbender, and he's like, "This weird thing happened." And then he's then it's a flashback, uh-huh. and it's oh, him and Cameron Diaz no. in a car. And then she's like, "This car is hot or something, so hot this, I would what? have sex with it." The yeah, the counselor. The counselor. The counselor. Written, by written by Cormac McCarthy. Truly, three Cormac years ago. Cormac McCarthy yeah, wrote, wrote it. Yeah. yeah, and she full on has the year sex on this? with a car. 2016. Oh. It was recent. And I remember like on those awards websites that like prognosticate, she was getting a lot of supporting actress buzz. They were like, this is the kind of before thing we want to see Cameron out, do. Before it came out, people were like, this movie's going to be good. 13. And 13. then it was. 13, okay. So I think you probably have ideas of what it would mean for her to have sex with a car. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> you would have ideas. Th- it is not that. Ah. She has sex with the windshield. Okay. And I just want to oh say, I just want to say, how did you do that? How did you do that? Is walked so that why did you do that to me? Could fly, <laughs> could run and fly could even. Run. No, um, not even run, fly. Wait, I, I, we have to just prayers up to Hunter Y. Harris um, because <laughs> just her de- de- dedication to still tweeting about a Star Is Born <laughs> almost a year uh, later. Wait, can we say what a moment a Star Is Born was? Uh, sure, in the culture and the culture. Can we it, talk it really about was. That? It really was. This it, is a cultural podcast. We have to give respect. We. Just Dedicated a whole goddamn episode to we with Joel did. Kim Booster. I remember that. I was like, I can't wait for this episode. I listened to oh, it. I remember wow. where I was when I listened to that. And, and the wow. episode came about six weeks late because I, we couldn't get Jolie in the studio. And we 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 it was like, there's no one else. We, we have to talk locked. to Joel about. But Star's wow, Bird. what a moment! Most pleasing to me in my career. It Most was. <laughs> do you feel like the the movie? It was a rare time where I feel like. <laughs> I'm sure. Sorry, go. It could have been a thing where the trailer was the moment. I know. And then the movie was like, oh, remember how good the trailer Like Les Mis was. Where oh, Les Mis, I mean, yeah. the sure. featurette for Les Mis or was the moment. Where the wild things are, like where the trailer was the moment. Which, for where yes, the wild wait, are. now we have to stop everything and have a moment. 
When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com 
Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Because did you see, speaking oh, of, oh, the, I know where this literally, goes. the I... late, and you know this podcast, do talk about cats. <laughs> Honey, Honey, we are about to enter the cultural moment that is Cats the film. And they have put out the feature at. I haven't seen the feature. Have you seen the feature? Oh, okay. We should just say it's July 17th, as I said. This is a moment. This is a time capsule for the world as it was before the Cats trailer dropped. Before the trailer moment, most pleasing to me in my career. This is a moment most pleasing to me in my career. July 17th to July 18th. Yes, so sorry. Yes. Um, okay, and talk. What, what, how was the feature? You guys both saw the featurette? Yes. Okay. I mean, so it co- definitely calls back to the Les Mis featurette in that Hugh Jackman is like, when you're acting and you sing, uh, no. it's amazing. Yes. And like, basically, it's <laughs> replace Hugh with Jennifer Hudson and Taylor Swift, which I'm sorry, the iconography that that has, the access that that has, the international implications that that has, Taylor, what, the power ta- that that has. How's Taylor? Taylor is so excited to be on set yeah. to work with choreographers that are this good and to just be a part of the moment that is Cats. And Jennifer <laughs> Hudson, when she heard that she was going to be in Cats, she said, woo And sorry, she this will is, this be- is, This is all in the feature act? She yeah. will be singing as Grizabella. Yes. And you know, they do give Grizabella the song Memory. All alone in the moonlight. For, so, for J-Hud or for Taylor? So J-Hud. Okay, no, oh my God. If you, <laughs> even, if you gave Taylor Swift memory, I'd be like, no. <laughs> It'd be rough. But I mean, famously, they toyed with the idea of giving Taylor Swift the role of Fantine. Eponine. Oh, Eponine, that's no, right. That's right. No, 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 I'm sorry, 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 On my own, just Taylor Swift singing on my own, can you imagine? I actually can, and that is horrifying and not most pleasing to me in my career. But you've really inhabited Taylor's you know, mind and headspace. All I'm saying is they backed <laughs> off of her for Les Mis and invited her into Cats, and they show some clips of her like sort of dancing up steps and yes. dancing down steps, and it's like <laughs> really going to be something. And Jennifer Hudson is being the oldest cat in the world, and then the funniest thing, the funniest thing about it is she is talking about playing like this old glamour cat, and they cut to Judy Dench. And it's like, why isn't she the old cat? I She's know. clearly the old cat. I and then know. Judy Dench says, "I was." she was like, I was supposed to be in Cats, and then I tore my Achilles tendon. Yeah. And I was like, I thought Cats and me would never would meet never, again. I thought that was the end of my story yeah, with Cats. <laughs> and then Idris oh, Elba, yeah. you would think Idris Elba would be like above it, but he's like, the the size the of the scale of the sets to be in the world of the cats. Yeah. And then you see Rebel Rebel Wilson walk to a door and can't reach the door now. Sure. Um, I will say this is going to be a terrible movie. <laughs> I would not disagree. And then James Corden is also in it. Yeah. And he goes and he goes, it's technology I've never seen before where you're human but you're also a cat. And then they show I've never seen it. And then they show the like computer bones of someone dancing. Oh. Uh-huh. So like you just see a outline of a person and then like their red skeleton and they're go they're doing exactly the dance you think they're going to do. We have to be the highest we've ever been. I think the yes. movie's going to be what if you, it's not going to be good, so it'll be exactly what you want it to be. Well, famously, things don't have to be good to be good. And famously, yes. the source material itself is not very good. No. That's why, unlike Les Mis, which could be good, right. where the movie and should was, be good, really. Which should, should, sorry, be. should yeah. be good, had one, like, probably good 10 minutes and then, like, was unwatchable. Yeah. This is 
should be bad. So then you're like, this is oh. if, so it's, if it does what it's supposed to do, you're it'll like, be camp. It'll it's, be camp. It's got it's got a low floor, high ceiling, low ceiling, low ceiling, low ceiling. Yeah. Wait, whatever. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Like, it, I think it will be a per. Assuming they're taking it seriously, which mm-hmm, they are, mm-hmm. it'll be a true. It's bad and exactly what it. I mean, if be. you had any suspicions about whether or not they're taking it seriously, this featurette exactly. will confirm. Yes, they are taking it seriously. Right, right. And Rebel right. Wilson is also in it, which always makes me feel like, okay, like n- how seriously can we take this if Rebel Wilson is in it? Not saying that I don't. I, I fucking love yeah, Rebel, yeah, but yeah, Rebel yeah. is a comedy star. Yes, like yes. I'm. I don't think I'm going to see the truth in Rebel's eyes. Really. Okay. Wow. But I'm just saying. My my screen partner, Rebel Wilson, and you come. <gasps> I am not her. coming for her. I'm just saying, like. It seems like they went when it came to casting. Yeah, they said, "Hmm, how do we go a full ten with every role?" You're, they were like, oh, "Let's I get see. Jennifer I, I Hudson it, to sing it, memory, it. and then, sorry, spoiler alert, die." <gasps> right, she goes to the Heaviside Layer. It's rule of culture. Now, I got, what's the rule of culture? I'm sorry, it's rule of culture number five. She goes, she goes to, to the, the Heaviside Layer. layer. Um, I'm sorry. I, what were those words? I did not. She goes to the Heaviside Layer. Oh, that's part. That's part of the the show. Well, you know, they have a side layer. The the it, have you not seen? I've it? never seen. Cats. It's so funny. Neither have I. And we've talked <laughs> about you know it more than anything we, else. Yes, we, it's a constant thread. Podcast. But you know the you know the idea. Yes, Do yes, you yes, know yes, that? Yes, which yes. is, there, it's not really a story. It's just a things in order. Things okay, in order. Wow, you fucking stand cats. <laughs> I've just seen it once, and it was like, oh, this is things in order, and people come out to you. Yes. Like they should do it. <laughs> they should do it in three D. Yeah. So they can do the. Oh, touch it. It sure, should sure, be in three sure. D. I feel like that's the main thing people know about cats is that the cats can touch you. They wait. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I did not know. HSPT is nodding, confirming. The so the the main oh. things about cats. As I explained, cat is the cats come through the audience and they climb all over you. No, that's number one thing about cats. Number two is number the dance. one. Yeah, I think so. Number two is the dancing is too sexy for how yes. it is a kid show. Rum Tum Tugger is giving it to you. That those are the number one, number two, and then num- memory is three. Yeah, memory is number. And two. then I think someone. And the and goal four is, is to die. Cats. Yeah, the goal is to go to heaven. Yeah, they want to be taken to the heaviside layer. That's what. Okay, that's heaviside layer. That's thinking. what it is. Um, I, what was I going to say? Oh, we should also point out. I mean, egregious casting mistake for Patty Harris and Amitra Jahari not to not be in it. I mean, especially watching the featurette to know that they could have had them in the featurette <laughs> talking about it and they passed on that it's crazy and all I can say is the next musical shouldn't make the same mistake because Bowen and I are now campaigning to be Flotsam and Jetsam in the, the Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid film and I would f- I, I feel that that would be a moment most pleasing to me in my career but to be able to portray Flotsam I, all we can <laughs> share at this point all we can with share. everybody is that we, I mean, Matt sent a very farcical text to our team. What I thought was a farcical text. To, to our agents and our managers. And lo and behold, one of them... It was looked into. It was looked into, and we got, like, spicy, spicy details back. I mean, there's no... There's there's no progress, but we, we know more than the general public does. I would say that we <laughs> know more than you. Yeah, you, you reader. Film. You reader. And you, the reader, yes. you don't know what they're planning for the film, but suffice to say that this is not going to be your your mom's Little, little mermaid, mermaid, honey. Um, I think it's a bad, I think it's not, I don't agree with the with the direction. Should we just say what uh, it is? I, Matt, well, I, okay. You have that faith where you want to say Can we just say? It, let's just say. Let's just say that. We might, but, Matt, just you're going up against Disney. <laughs> Can you believe that oh my I God, would dare go up against irony. Disney. No, you know what? We can't say we it. We can't say it. We can't say what? it. What? 
Because if I wasn't allowed back in the parks, that would be the end of my life. Mm. We're going in August. We're going in August. Let me think of how... <laughs> I feel like this is a quandary that happens a lot as an interviewer of people where they're not allowed to talk about. How would yes. I ask? When you heard about this development okay. yes yes what was the feeling you had aha uh-huh. um, this is a great thank you this is a great i, I was disappointed uh yeah disappointment disappointment was the feeling <laughs> i would say that the feeling was disappointment and also sort of um allure Ooh. i was like well well then if that if that's true then how do we how exactly. do we have the film and here's <laughs> sure here's what i think we're able to say <laughs> it, what, what, the information <laughs> we've been given is that there might not be an opportunity for us. Well, that's saying it. I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, Do you know what that means? Well, at minimum, the assumption is those characters aren't in it and or... <laughs> that's, what, that's what the assumption is at <laughs> okay, minimum, yes. Wait, we, no. <laughs> well, I mean, look, all I'm saying is... Uh, look, uh, no, right. We, can, we cannot confirm just, or let's deny... Just, let's just make a note of this. We might have to take this. No, out. I actually love it and we have to keep it in because guess what? No press is bad, bad press. press. It's actually real culture number 51. No, no press, press is bad, bad press. press. Um, bad, no, no press is bad press. Yes. No press is bad press. Um, which I was, is true. I was going to say, really. um, but if, if, it's, if, it, if it means that you don't get, you're not allowed back in the parks, mm-hmm. then. But this well, is the, at that point, I'll just have, a, I'll, I'll get like a, I'll get pla- uh, plastic surgery. Is sure. that worse yeah. than the fact that Disney will, at, by, well, it soon represent like two thirds of the entertainment. I was going to say, like the fact, like we will keep running. Everyone will keep running into this thing where they, people in showbiz at least, mm-hmm. will not be able to talk disparagingly about Disney because they will be, they will have a, some monopoly on everything. Here's what I think Disney knows better than anyone: no press is bad press. <laughs> and I think the fact that we're talking about it, this actually is building on the intrigue that is the Little Mermaid. Because I don't know if you know I this, was... but there's a lot of. A lot of fascination about the casting people. of this movie. Mm-hmm. People are up in arms. People are intrigued. Yes. I was going to say, because I was going to ask you, is it is it good press for them or for us? Both. Okay. And um, that's, that's a, a relationship, actually. And that's a relationship, actually. And Bo and Yang actually didn't know about Halle Bailey. He didn't know the extent of Halle Bailey, a.k.a. Ariel. Oh, I, I, I just I just hadn't heard her sing before. She's a beautiful singer. I, I've heard Chloe and Halle songs, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. They're just like those two girls. I yeah. I knew she was of the two. What happens to the... Had they split already? No, I think Is it still... like the Olsen twins where one doesn't want to be famous anymore? Uh, I don't... I or think... is it like they both went up against it and they're like, you are the more talented Ooh. Well, I hope that the way they're looking at it is a rising tide. Yes. <laughs> hey! There you go. Guess who, gets, guess who gets a lot more clicks now? Chloe, Chloe and Halle. Sure. Chloe and Halley. And I'm just going to say it may be a Dakota L narrative where the Dakota of the situation, the older one, Halle Bailey, is going to have her moment right now. And then Elle Fanning is going to be the one who is in Super 8. You know, Is in Super 8. Super and eight. who yeah. the fuck is she dating now? She's dating someone way old. I don't know. I don't keep up with that. Okay, like, I saw a picture of her and whoever she's dating, and I was like, this actually is hurtful to me. Whoa. Yeah. What do you think of the Zach Braff? I'm going to find out who she's dating right now, and we're going to discuss it. What do you think of the Zach Braff and the other person? Like the twenty, the 24-year-old, and he's, or she's 23, and he's 44 or something. I, that, that's weird to me. Yeah. Oh. Her boyfriend is Max Minghella. Oh. From Brown, Handmaid's Tale. And Brownface Social Network, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was in Brownface. Yeah. He, um, and he's much older than than Ha. Sure. Um, oh, we should 
I want to. I'm sorry, Hunter keeps creeping back into this. Hunter you could have had Hunter. We. No. I have our email address. We've inquired oh, about Hunter. We've inquired about Hunter. Oh, no. Interesting. Um, just really quickly, <laughs> Hunter tweeted. I think Hunter t- broke the news to me that um, Chris Pratt wore a fucking Gadsden snake shirt. Um, What's the, that? The Don't Tread on Me snake. Ugh. That's like dog whistle. Like mm, bad, bad, bad. Like he's a bad guy. Yeah. No, he's he's out to me. He's out. Um, Chris Pratt is out to for me. being conservative. Uh, it's not just, well, here's my thing with, well, look. For wronging Anna Faris. That? Yeah. Also. Was there a wronging? Was that the I scuttlebutt? Feel like, I she feel was like, at his wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I feel like that felt like a thing of they had a certain power dynamic, and then he also got famous, and they sort of couldn't figure out the timing of it. Mm. He had, like, I think, it's so hard when they're both famous people, yeah. and you can't do it if they're both being in movies and traveling. I mean, sure. he's, he, it looks like a lot changed about them during their marriage. That I mean, is, he went from Chris Pratt, like, on Parks and Rec to Chris Pratt, I'm the star of Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's a massive mm-hmm, superstar. Mm-hmm. And that what bothers me about Chris Pratt is you're a massive superstar and someone calls you out, rightfully, Queen Ellen Page calls you out and says, hey... You're involved with an anti-gay church, which he is, and his response is the typical Republican bullshit of, whoa, 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 I'm not the enemy. Actually, I love all people, which says nothing, which is my difficulty right now with all Republicans across the board is like, we, uh, like, you, you're not talking to me, you're talking past me, and now it's like, we're done. There's no common ground anymore. You you're standing behind a president who put kids in cages and now he's saying that you know congresswomen have to go back to their country. It's like I'm not in the place anymore where I can like tolerate this anymore. So yeah. for her to call you out in this way and then you pretend JK Lal, I love all people. It's like no no no, you're a part of an anti-gay organization. Yes. So answer for that actually right now. No, yeah, he sucks and um thank you Matt for that um voiceover. He is Matt has been called out as a a D-list celebrity Democratic mouthpiece. So yes. By who? By some fucking random. Someone on Twitter. on Twitter said if Matt Rogers wasn't a D-list celebrity with these Democratic views, etc. And I was like, well, first of all, can I say it is huge you that you think Ka- I'm D-list. You and, Ka- <laughs> you and Kathy. Yeah. Honestly, uh, you to be D-list. Kathy. Huge for me. Huge yeah. for you. That's not F. It's not F. Although who's there's, there, is it cool? That least. would mean that you're like a C-list or B-list. No, I'm D-list with you, baby. D-list with you. I think you. that you are C-list. The two of us can't even get more than seven fucking minutes on Good One. Can you believe so. that, like, literally, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Shut up, shut up, shut up. He wants us to host his Padma show. Oh, yes, we didn't mention. But he doesn't want to give us more than 7.5. We didn't mention that Jesse's also a fabulous producer of live shows. He produced mm-hmm. the Padma uh, show. Padma puts on a comedy show. Padma puts yep. on a comedy show. And Happening again on August 15th. Yes, Padma and puts on a, another comedy show. Yes. Oh! So can you talk about how the heck did that come about? <laughs> I, Padma, one day Padma follows a lot of people on Twitter. Yes, it was one really day. strange. It was, I, I saw it happening. I was like, she's following these comedians. Then she follows me. I was like, Padma's into, because like, <laughs> I understand following comedians on Twitter, they're funny. To follow me on Twitter, who is famously not funny. What are you talking about? It's like, it's funny, but not really funny. Stop it. This is the point of, this. Not this turning funny. me off. I don't want to tickle you anymore. Yeah, I thought I was tickling being you. Being tickled. Well... <laughs> I was planning on revealing that I was going to tickle you too, but no. now I don't even want you in my room. Nonetheless, so she follows me. I was like, she must be into comedy. Yeah. And then 
the Louis C.K. stuff happened. She tweets that stuff. Yes. And I was like, Padma's into comedy. And then I just was like, we should do a comedy. I, I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, a comedy show should be done with Padma. I would like to raise money. I think it, I had heard of the organization that we had raised money for the first time, which mm-hmm. was the Movement Voter Project. Yep. I was like, I want to raise money for that organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I DM Padma. I was like, Look, it was a DM even. DM. That's all I wow. knew. I was like, slid in the DMs. Gorgeous. I was like, hey, so I think I probably said sorry to DM you, uh-huh. but would you want to put on a comedy show? And she's like, let's, yes, let's have a phone call. And we talked about, and immediately she was like, yes, I would love to do this. God. And what she was a like, queen. and then immediately was like, and I'll ask this person. And she's like, I'll ask Chris. And she started using a lot of people's first names. <gasps> and I was like, this is very exciting. Oh my God. And wow. very, but a very, she was like, yeah, definitely. You know, she was lovely. She was a lovely. And I couldn't believe yes. how yeah, she's so nice. How specific, how present she was oh, yeah. with the each individual person. Yes, and how much she was like, "This is so great that we're doing this." Yeah, and then then that translated, and you guys were so amazing as hosts. Oh, thank oh, you're just so good. You're Thanks. so like, you're so good. And the audience was like, this is safe, and it's going to be so much fun. Oh, and it was it's like a fun show. It was, so and it was fun. like, this is. You know, I see so much so much comedy and I like a lot of it, but like what it was from the first this is the part of the podcast where I'm just gonna compliment you guys for a while. But Jeez. come when on. I, when I first Ticulous. when I first saw that I don't think so, honey, <laughs> yes. live, yes. which was now like two or three years ago. Yeah, a while I, back, but I didn't know what it was. I just saw a show that had fifty comedians on the lineup. Mm-hmm. I go in uh, and you and I was like, This is correct. This nice. feels home. These are people that I know. Because oh. it's, it's the same thing like when I first met Hunter Harris, which was like, <laughs> there's certain people, like where I've been at Vulture for seven years. There's certain people that see culture the way that I do, mm-hmm. see the world via pop culture the way I do, and mm-hmm. speak that way. And the way that you do it with both sweetness while also being so talented, which is mm. you are ready for the success that you guys have been getting, oh, which is a thing brilliant. that... It's very important that I try to tell comedians. It's like it's good to try to get opportunities, but you should be ready. And you guys were ready for that is a thing. So that and that energy you brought to the show. And then we have so many great comedians of different styles, but it all made sense. And yeah. so after the first one, uh, Padma and I had a debrief or whatever. He talks like, "Did you have fun?" She's like, "That was so much fun." She did stand up. Like she wrote she jokes. Did she did a set. She definitely gave you, a, gave you jokes. She wrote them down. Yeah, like she's she a writer. Shit, and, and her and her the her, her set was shitting on Louis. <laughs> it was great. I mean, you have to remember that's a talented, talented, yeah. talented person. Yes. I mean, she's many, d- she's talents. done it all. Yeah. 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 And so she, and then so afterwards, I was like, "Did you have fun?" It's like, "Yes." I was like, "Would you like to do it again sometime?" She's like, "Definitely." And then I was just sort of waiting for a moment yep. to do it. You want to have enough time yeah. so it feels like a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the the Alabama abortion stuff, I sent her I sent her mm-hmm. her and her team an email immediately. Be like, "Would Padma like to do another show this time to make uh, raise money for reproductive mm-hmm. justice?" And she said yes immediately. Wow. Like that's been so great is that she's been so like. I think dealing with famous people, you're nervous that they are like, I'm being famous, don't treat me like... Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, we're on the same team for what this thing is. And she's been so good to be like, and Jesse is this person that did it with. Like, she's aware that this is a... There was an undertaking. Yeah. And um, the fact that we're doing it again, which will be at the time of this release, like in a a few... Like a week or so. Yeah, so I'll just say right now, it's going to be on August 15th. And the I can tell you the lineup. You can tell this is there's some people pending. There's some people will be surprises. Ooh. Right. Some people be surpri- are pending. Some people, are, but the following are confirmed. Yes. 
um, at at the Bell House on August fifteenth. It's gonna be Julio Torres, Roy Wood Jr., Chris Gethard, Maeve Higgins, Michelle Buteau, Anna Fabrega, Chloe Feynman, Marie Faustin, Larry Owens, Pat Regan, and Benito Skinner, Amazing. and Bowen Yang and I are gonna host. Amazing. And Padma Lakshmi will be there as well. And, and Jesse David be- Fox will be flitting around. Yes. I love people. I, I love. That's a good event. lineup. I love I love going to events. I love putting on events and seeing people have fun. It's like very it's very it's so great. Well, can I just say first of all, let me just say Benito Skinner, aka Benny Drama. Hey, bitch! I heard you listen to this show, and I see you, girl. Bitch, I you you should come Benita on. Benito needs to come on and fucking yeah. read us for filth astro- astrologically. Wow, I love that. I love that. I Don't love, you love that? that. And just just shoot the shit and, and gab shoot and the shit. And gab. Okay, you'll think- meet. You will meet them. Yes. Them soon, and then you'll get to ask him in person. Yeah. Oh my God. Perfect. Absolutely. I think it's time we ask the question. <gasps> We've got to ask the question. Um, and so this is the question. Yes. So the question that we ask on Last Culture Aces, which is this podcast hosted by Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang. Mm-hmm. I'm Matt. That's Bowen. Mm. We met many years many ago. Many years ago. We became ago. friends and started a podcast um, after doing other things. And, you know, <laughs> Various amount of success a afterwards. A lot of a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah, a lot of bumps in the road, but mostly, 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 Smooth. really great time. Like for, I would say I enjoy every episode. Oh, oh, we're talking about the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you guys if you oh, enjoy every episode. Uh, there's two I don't like. <laughs> We won't say which. <laughs> I know one. I don't know. I don't know the other. Mm. Ooh, just two. I don't like. Okay, um, but I as a because doing a lot of podcasts, it's sometimes easy to forget you like doing it. Oh no, that's what I always say is I still have fun doing that's, this. That's I had a, well, it's bone. I had a run where I was I forgot that I liked the show that uh-huh. I real your own show. I was just sort of like I'm doing it. I was like I wanted to be good, and then I didn't think it's like I like the comedians I'm talking right. to. Listen to them and have fun. Like yes. I literally now have to go. You like this person. Have fun listening to them talk. Yeah. I'll tell you one interesting. One thing I don't love is the feeling of anxiety when I don't know the guest and I'm nervous about yes. the guest. You know, yeah, like, yeah, not, yeah. not nervous and like I don't think it's gonna be a great episode. Nervous in that like I really respect the guest. Like I really want it to be good. Right. Like you know right, what I mean? Right, like right, we've right. had some people come in here. Like oh, when Padma I, came in here. I know. And pa- the Padma episode oh, was like phenomenal. My God. Oh my god. She came in full black bodysuit. Face looking right, hair Bottle fucking laid. Vove Clicquot in her hand. She said, "I thought there was going to be an audience." I said, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." She goes, "No, this is fine." We fucking shot the shit, drank, drank Vove, Vove, and had that episode done. Um. Anyway, no, that's that's interesting that you. And that wait, was scary. This is this is this is a fun little comparison moment where, yeah, uh, yeah I still, <laughs> I yeah, I I feel the same way you feel. Yeah. Both of you feel about having the anxiety around our guests and like, yeah, having to like prime yourself for this uh, thing of like, I enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this person I'm with. Let's just, let, yeah. let me just enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. But you, okay. So just, we are going to ask the question, right, but no. just while, while we're, while we're yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have, you deal with legit. Some of the most famous people. Yes. And I you, mean, and you, you had pre- Jimmy Fallon on your show. Yes. And you prepare the questions. Like what, like what is the preparation process? It's, like? um, I, I for a while it was consuming every interview they've ever done. Wow. So um and at, at, within reason if they are a certain level of a famous person who lived in LA where they have like a lot of podcast interviews I can do so much or if they host this show I can only do so much but I'll try to consume every written thing they do. Mm-hmm. Um so that and I'll sp- ideally spend a week and what I what I say is I try to fall in love with them and then mm-hmm. ask questions to convey to the audience my, why I'm in love yes. with them. Oh. Um, so, but then what has happened recently is I realize I'm getting better at 
pretty quickly getting a sense of what they're th- what I feel about them quicker. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to consume every single little thing, but I have to get enough that I know that feeling. Right. Sure. I will consume all their work, right. definitely, but I don't need to necessarily consume all their interviews. Yeah. Because you at first you just want to know what they how they like to talk about certain things. And the thing that I try that I want to avoid is People have stories they fall into, uh-huh. not because they can, just because if you talk about yourself, you don't have that many things to say. Uh-huh. So you like set it's like, oh, what was this like? And then they go into their story about starting SNL. But if you, what I try to do is ask in my question, use their answer mm. that they usually give. Yeah. So I'll go like, oh, usually when you talk about starting at SNL, you say that this was scary. Then I ask a question that they've never been oh, asked before. That's so, very smart. That's so smart. So once I figured out certain things that I try to do, I, and then like I have a goal of what I want the show to be like. It's it's very written out, and there's an arc that I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. They don't know that, but I I uh, am walking them on a journey. Right, wow. right, right. Of their of their own. Hopefully, where they discover the thing about themselves that I have already realized about yeah. them, uh, which is like the highest compliment. Where certain comedians will be like, "Oh wow, I guess my whole career has been building." Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a real masterclass from Jesse. For who, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, who have you been like so gagged by? Um, the Jesus and Marrow was the most fun I had yeah. doing this show mm-hmm. because I wasn't. I, I knew their work and I liked them, but then I prepared a lot. But they were so good at being interviewed. Mm. They t- one, they're so funny and they talk so fast <laughs> that I was like, we're getting through everything. Yes, yes. Where like. Lonely Island, I'm obsessed with Lonely Island. Lonely Island, I think, defines so much of what I find funny. Me too. But it was almost too hard because I had so so many things I wanted to talk to them yes, about yes. and how to talk to them. And also, they had been aware of things that I've written about them. Uh-huh. So at times, Akiva would be like, you know, like the thing you wrote. I was like, Akiva, uh-huh. I need you to talk about <laughs> right, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't reread a thing that I wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, there's. I'm trying to think of who was actually nervous for... I'm nervous live yeah, more right. than anything else. And because you just don't know, be, I was nervous Anthony Jessica because you don't know which Anthony Jessica you're going to get. Right, yeah. right. And he was, uh, it was so fun. Yeah. Because he was able to both be who he is off, off mic or off stage or whatever, which is like very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And he like, so we would look at each other and it was very nice. But then when he would answer the question, it would be to the audience and he would like slip in and out. Interesting. And it was like, he's got a, he's got a real old school performance persona. Yes. yes. And that's something I feel like I don't, I think nowadays in this era of stand up, in this era of comedy, I think you see really, I think people res- are responding to people being who they are Themselves, because yeah. the media is so like sensitive and everything. We know who people are, yeah. but he feels to me like a throwback to like when I'm on stage, I am performing as Anthony Jeselnik, whereas like Anthony might be someone different. Yeah. And now he's, he's playing with slipping in and out. He has this story about someone asking him to be a sperm donor and then saying they didn't want him anymore, mm-hmm. which he tells <laughs> on stage where he's both like, he gets to have this moment of like, of course all these women would want my, sp-. and then while also being like uh-huh. feeling how this persona deals with being turned down. Is really wow. interesting. Yeah. Um, he. I'm. I. Uh, I'm trying to think of who. I just want to make sure I get. I don't want to not say people that I was gagged for. Catherine <laughs> Cohen. Yes. Well, she. The thing about Catherine is she's like a 15 minute girl. <laughs> right now in her career, she's like a 15 minute girl. 15 whereas minute like girl. me and Bowen together, we're 15 minute girls. 15 but minute Catherine girls. being C list. 
firmly. Yes. Um, she she gets 15 minutes. Let it be quoted that Matt Rogers called his very good friend and she was just Being on C-list like, is huge. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. I am so thrilled to be D-list. I'm I'm thrilled to be D as well. If Bitch, you are C-list. No, You've been God. on SNL. No. It's a, co- it's a compliment to be <laughs> on the C-list. list. To be on the list. <laughs> to be on the list is a, a start. Compliment. Oh my God, honey. I imagine as kids you were like, I wish I could be on, on the list. On the list. Uh, Anyway, um, I want to finally ask Jesse. Oh, yes, I forgot. Bowen, take it away, beach. Jesse, what was the Stubabish. culture? Stubabish. <laughs> oh, so Matt and I are recording a new little, um, you know, <laughs> new, new little, new little, what is it? Like a pet name? No. Yeah, you're my de- Stubabish. Stubabish. Stubabish, and you say it fast and it sounds like a stupid bitch. Jesse, what was the culture that made you say culture is for me? <laughs> ah, the question that you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first heard the podcast for, for forever, I knew what I thought my answer was going okay, to be. Okay, well, and what did you but, think but, at that but time? I'm going to say there's going to be a twist, which was the, oh, which was going to oh. be this. It was I thought it was going to be The Simpsons. I was going to be like, oh, The Simpsons. Oh, my thing. Yes, what a story. I know. I know. No, I know. You knew I would say that. Though, and I, I considered Michael Jordan, but then Brendan Scannell said Michael Jordan. Can you yes. believe that? That Brendan Scannell coming at you with that Chicago Bulls moment. <laughs> yes. But then I remembered. Um, so I, we will tell me if this is too broad, and I can get more specific. But okay. I realize the okay. answer is uh, MTV. And early nineties, oh. and specifically music videos, first. Yes. Yep. Wow. My earliest, so many of my earliest memories were music videos. And wow. talk about some of the iconic ones that formed you. Sure. So I will tell the the one that I think of first is I I must have been younger than five because this was the eighties. Mm-hmm. Do you know the video for Call Me Out? The Paul Simon video with him and Chevy Chase. I don't know the video. So you will really. Well, I don't know if you like it. It again might be straight, but so essentially, <laughs> I like straight a, stuff. All right, so I like. So here out. we I have like this, mini golf. So they're singing the song. So it's him and Chevy, <laughs> Chevy, and they're sitting, and then Chevy sings the song as, and Paul Simon just sort of sits as his. Oh, fun! That it's, twist. Yeah. So it's like, oh, look at, at adults being silly. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's so that's really that's fun. an early one, but then. The memory that I was like, this is exactly what the question is, uh-huh. is I remember one oh. day. Oh, I love this. It's, it's, and um, I was home all day. <laughs> yes. My dad comes home and goes, what did you do today? And oh I go, MTV played Michael Jackson's Free Willy video seven times. Wow. And Janet Jackson's video for um, That's Why Love Goes five times. That mm-hmm. was my answer for what I did today. Was not... I don't even. What you I did. It was, it was that, the culture you consumed. It's the cult. It was just sort of like <gasps> I knew the culture. I was sort of pop star Jackson culture. Yes, I was just sort. Of, and it's not even like I like Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson particularly that much at the mm-hmm. time. It was literally like I was just interested in MTV's programming schedule. Right. And I feel like that is a thing that wow. was my career for forever, which is yes. sort of like. I was always interested in the entertainment industry as an industry. I feel like I always love behind musics. I yeah. love oh, love behind the music. I just sort of like. So that I was like, oh, someone was like, oh, I was like, Michael Jackson is really popular right now. Oh, yeah. And that is that I was like, that is the moment where I'm like, this is the thing that is this is the me. Wow. Because what's interesting is in that moment you were bundling, you were making whatever, like a narrative out of like the culture you consumed that day. You're like, "Mm, well, this is the way to sum it up. And here you go. Yeah. yeah, and it was a full day. I was like, "This is what I did today." Wow. I watched these things, and it was like, and you kept track. And yeah, like, I just I remember so distinctly. I do not remember my dad's response, but I just sort of like, <laughs> I just be like, "This is what I did," wow. and I and I think, and then just thinking about it, I was like, "Oh, this music video." I was like, "Oh, I remember the Freedom video, mm-hmm. the George uh-huh. Michael Freedom video." Yes, yes. I remember the video for um, "Run wow. Away, Run Away Train." Do you know that song? It's it's 
I can't remember the name of the band, right. but it was a song about kids being stolen. Mm -hmm. And wow. I was like six when that song whoa, came out. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. And I was like, this is a very scary video to me. Yeah. Sure, sure. Do you remember all the words to all those songs? No. I have no memory of anything. Mm -hmm. You're I'm, asking that because you I mean, do. I, I was curious because those songs from like when I was like five to ten uh -huh. are in there forever. Like, you know that song Janet Jackson Together Again? Yes. That was like such a huge and I remember the video like and I just remember I, that song could come on now I could sing every single word like I don't know what it is maybe it's because when your brain is not like a chaotic mess like it is now but like that time of like I just remember watching all those music videos and like soaking up every single word and image and I remember the top 20 countdowns like, yeah or mm -hmm, I guess mm -hmm. that was the VH1 version I was only allowed to watch VH1 I couldn't watch MTV but of course they had TRL and like I remember like every single day needing to know what mm -hmm. was number one why were you not allowed to watch MTV? Or you're just too like too sexy. We're like you're mm. like you can watch Jason Mraz. <laughs> who, who, to me, is the definitive VH1 artist. Well, that was a little. That was like definitive when I a little VH1 bit later. And that's actually real culture that. number seventy seven. Yeah, seventy seven. Jason, Jason Mraz, Mraz is the definitive VH1 artist. artist. Actually, is real culture number seventy seven of the time of, of the time yes. of the time. Now but, it's well, New York. Back New York. back when <laughs> now it's. <laughs> Tiffany New York Pollard yes, yes, is absolutely. the defining artist. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have to talk about. Wait, 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 wait. I was just gonna say at that time it was like, uh, like VH1 was like. It's funny that my mom was like, "You can't watch MTV; it's too sexy." Because VH1 was also very sexual. It was just a more adult like mm -hmm. sensuality. So right. my shit was like, I remember watching like Shania Twain. You're still the one music video. It was like close ups of her like, like um sepia tone like lips like singing yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, draped yeah. in like a blanket and her like like. Very manly, sort of not MTV hot, but VH1 hot love interest, kind of slowly walking uh -huh, towards uh -huh, her and like uh -huh. holding her, and like they were smelling each other. And I'm like, this is actually sex. Whereas MTV is like, pussy, titties. Wow, that that that's how that Sum 41 song. That famously sexual Sum 41 song. Pussy, titties. Oh my god, but that song, fucking the word abortion in it, it just blew everyone's minds at the time. At the time, everyone's minds were blown because of the word abortion. And you know, we haven't gotten better. Um, wait, hold on. Ray Sani just pointed out something about remember, like just the surreal life franchise ending at Megan wants a millionaire. <laughs> because because one of the contestants who makes it to the final two or three murdered his girlfriend. Yes. But then like but then that like had a butterfly effect out um for something. Hold on. I just um I need to look this up and then we can cut it well, out. Well, the thing about those contestants is they're not well. Um right. But like like but, it, and they still do it. But I'm saying like the <laughs> There's some something about like the TV landscape now has been directly like was it was is a direct result of the surreal life and I Love Money and like yeah. those shows being completely wiped away from those producers yeah that like family of shows did were you did you watch Joe Millionaire or you guys yes, yes I of course loved, loved Joe, Joe Millionaire. Millionaire I fucking loved it how the fact that that was a sensation Ugh. is the weirdest part not only that it was dumb that it existed but Everyone we're like we had to watch it and also not for nothing but he was such a dud and the final two girls Zora and I forgot the other one's name is Are Zora ended up winning season Joe, one Joe Millionaire season one yeah they were such duds. duds everyone on the show was such a dud and yet you were like I'm rooting for Zora and it's like she was nothing and he was Nothing. I mean, nothing. he was like Thank only you. hot. It's also weird that winning meant losing. Winning meant losing. Truly, like I'll never forget that show was psycho. Season two. Did you watch season two? I didn't. Season. Oh, you Europe. 
because they couldn't have done it again. <laughs> so they, they did it in Europe. They did it in Europe, where he is this like, and I thought he was hotter. He was so. Um, they were all so. Hot. They were also, but no, season two, it's this, it's this fucking guy from like Plano, Texas, mm-hmm. who's like a cowboy. Oh, so they then. I didn't they realize they, they flew they, him yeah, to they Europe. They flew him to Europe because they couldn't worse. do it again in America because then people people were like, "No, I saw." I, I just assumed it was going to be a European famous. No, no, they're no, like, "No, was, he's an American prince." He, they're like, he, "They're like, oh, he's a cowboy." <laughs> like, like it was that. <laughs> he is cowboy, he's and a rich I cowboy. want I want to marry rich cowboy. What what is that? I don't know. It's Montreal. It's Montreal. I want to marry marry him. You know what? I what show I brought up at work the other day was fucking Mr. Personality. I. Hosted by Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. You can't forget. You can't forget. Wait, what? That was you that was the one face. where they wore masks. The men wore masks, and she could only pick the the, the winner based on who whose personality she liked best. Wow. And then afterwards, <laughs> when they get eliminated, they take the masks off, and then some of them are hot. Yes, I remember. Some that. of them are hot. And and like, I guess oh, some of them are no. ugly. Yeah. Right. 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 Some of them right. are traditional. And Monica yeah. was the host, and she was like, "It's hard, right?" <laughs> she was like, "It's really hard to do this." But this was like 2001 or 2002, like. Pretty like close proximity to like the fucking Lewinsky. Yeah, I mean, and like, the not fact that far. She, I didn't think about that fact that at that point she is not like a celebrity celebrity. No, she had grown her hair out. She grown her hair out, but it's like it's like for her to be like, I guess I'll go back into the spotlight. Like mm-hmm. four years, four or five years after I was humiliated internationally. Well, she couldn't get. Real I, know, work. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I that's know, a, I know. that's the tra- that's another part of the tragedy totally. of Monica Lewinsky of is that she has to do the things yes. that she does to survive. Like, I only think now we as a culture are ready to say, like, hmm, maybe we were full monsters <laughs> yes. to Monica Lewinsky. Yes, yes, yes. Who was a complete victim yes. in every regard. Right, right. And was right. preyed upon by President William Jefferson Clinton. Yes. Who, if he has anything to do with this Epstein stuff, should go to prison. Yes. And that should be said. Me, Matt Rogers, Democrat. D-list Democrat. D-list Democrat. Matt Rogers. Mouthpiece. Political voice who says... Bill Clinton should go to prison if he slept with the woman he, the young, no, the girl he was pictured with on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane, which what, is a thing. Look it up. What well. do you at at what do you remember from the Bill Clinton? I had some like I knew it was happening. Oh my god! Oh my god. I remember trying- seeing her on the cover of every magazine with the words like fully like whore. I remember like the way that they painted Hillary. I I remember very little. It actually being about. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it being about the those women, women yeah. and the, and the catfight narrative and the Hillary throws Bill out or is Hillary doing the wrong thing by standing by her man? Fuck her! Like none of them could win. Monica Lewinsky's life was ruined at twenty four, and it took a long time for even the most, I yeah. guess, like liberal or woke people to come around and say, hey, we have to reassess this Monica stuff. And she even is so scarred from it that she says it. the whole feminism thing now is difficult for her because no one had her back. Which I get. Well, there was... Did you listen to Slow Burn, either of you? No. The the, the Bill Bill Clinton season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there... Uh, to speak upon the feminist opinion of the 90s. They they spent an episode on it. I really recommend listening to it because it is the best episode of that season. Wow. And... There was a discourse. I think there's like they talked about a roundtable at the Observer that had a lot of feminist people, and there they were talking about it was at a time where they're like, well, she has agency. Mm-hmm. We don't want to treat her like she's a victim. This is just what they were saying. Uh, I'm not, at the not time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is what yeah, at yeah. the time this one thing that was told to me from a podcast. I do not want to assert. Yeah. I have an opinion about that. 
But so, um, but that that was a narrative that was very publicly done, and also at the time, Bill was one of the more publicly feminist cause adjacent presence that we had. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he was very hardline on uh, pro choice. Yeah, he much so like, and he would not budge. He budged on famously everything. A lot yes, of other yes, but yes. that he would not. Mm-hmm. And I think. That is partly what made it harder. It's easier now from the distance of like, well, where that already happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but also that's because that was the discourse that people wanted to have because you probably had male editors of newspapers and magazines like, let's find us the feminists who think that Bill Clinton's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. that's interesting. It's not interesting if there's women who also think that this was terrible. Yeah. And now, now in retrospect, you're like, all of this was fucked. And <laughs> we we were too young to be complicit. But Everyone else was. Well, I think it was an interesting moment because it was like, I think some people felt like we have to go to Hillary's side. We have to like, and they thought that they were on the the right side of it. But then in in doing that, they were like anti-Monica. When really what you had was you had a man who was ruining the lives of everyone around him. Yeah. And it was just like, we weren't at the moment culturally to be able to say like, no, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Because he's a predator. But like, but like, what is that instinct to like be protective of him? Like, like, I don't know. At the time, I think it was party politics and I think it was deep, 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 deep sexism. Yeah. And I think we also, it was like a big moment for blowjobs, right? So like, (laughs) for me, it was a bit, people didn't think it was sex. For me, it was, it was just sort of like, I, I mean, I, it I, brought blowjobs into the lexicon definitely. for sure. I gotta say, that taught me what cum was. Okay, keep going. It taught you what cum was. <laughs> yeah. I thought. Can I say what I thought cum was? Uh-huh. I thought cum was when you got too sexually excited, you threw up white stuff. Shh. From your, from I your thought mouth. that was cum. From your mouth. From, from your mouth. mouth. I thought when you got too worked up, and then I was just, afraid because I hate throwing up. I really don't <laughs> like it. Just a little pump or two of white stuff. Literally, someone said it's when you get too excited and white stuff comes out of your mouth. That this is, is like fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. That is like, like so, logic. That's like a like a comedy writer's room, like writing a kid, and then someone being like, "We can beat that." Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's like a really first thought, stupid fucking thing. It's not that good and not like, that funny uh, for a kid to say. You know what I'm saying? They think cum is throwing up. <laughs> nah, nah, that would never happen. Um, wow, getting hot and political up in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it actually is time to do a, a segment. We another segment we have, Jesse. Oh, you no. know it well. It's called "I Don't Think So, Honey." Honey, uh, I, mean, I can't find this race on any tweet. Okay, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. just go to race on. Twitter fucking gold mine. We, t- we it's we t- we take one minute to go off on something in culture. Yeah. and Ooh, um, I have a good one. I have got a good one too. But yeah. yes, I will let you go. Uh, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Sleep, people sleeping on Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, Real Housewives of Potomac is up there. The girls are doing their jobs. Karen, Ashley, bitch, bitch, keep Karen kidding. Huger is an icon. The grand, the grand dom. dom, the grand dom. Also, Giselle Bryant <laughs> Giselle. is doing things that Sheree Whitfield only dreams she could do. You really want to see who the bone collector is? It is Giselle. Giselle. She will come in there and stir it up. Also, fucking gorgeous. They're okay. all stunning. The drama that is going on, seconds. is it gay panic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but am I on board? Absolutely. I do think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. Gay panic. I do think so, honey. The drama going on with Ashley's husband who be sucking dick and be gripping the asses of cameramen who work on the seconds. show. I love it when it gets meta. Okay. Oh fucking, my, when fourth wall gets broken. Oh my God. The pregnant one serving the truth. We yes. love this crazy Five one, seconds. Candace. They are all firing on different cylinders. Uh, Beverly Hills is asleep. Potomac is wide awake. And that's one minute. Thank you oh so much. Oh my God. Thank you for that public service. I, I j- applaud for myself. Ah! 
It's actually rule of culture number three. I, I applaud, applaud for myself. myself. I I have not watched it, but I went to school with a lot of people from Potomac, Maryland, and it, it is, is a very the, different perception of what it is than this. It is the franchise. It's, well, I, I think this is the season that it's broken through, and it found its voice it's, in a big it's found way. Its voice and people, and the, the charming thing about it is, and it's been this way the whole time, is that it's like um. They're excessively wealthy. They're poor. Like they're poorer than the other housewife yes, franchises. Yes, oh, yes, yes. And so like they'll do like it'll be like a dinner party where like whereas like it'll be in Beverly Hills, it would be like in some giant fucking backyard. And the thing is they 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 rely on that because they don't have the real drama. Ex- right. So in Potomac, it's like someone's having a dinner party. It's like a fucking townhouse truly yeah. nothing on the walls just, just like <laughs> unupholstered chair like you know I mean the last episode <laughs> of Potomac which was fire the drama completely happened at like a wooden table <laughs> they were having like a barbecue and I was like this is it this actually is it you don't need the set dressing you do not because they give it to you down wow. and honestly honestly it's great it is so much better then watching whatever the fuck Dorit is wearing and then talking about Vanderpump dogs for the millionth time. Get out. Who's who's the young one who just got married? Um, on She's Potomac? gorgeous, yes. She's fucking st- I mean, they're all gorgeous. Monique, the one who's pregnant? The, no, the one who just got married. Um, she, got, she got in a fight with Giselle. Anyway, she... Oh, could it be Candace? Oh, uh, Candace? No, because honestly, the... Th- oh. It's Candace. Candace is truly a... a, a Stunning, like Helen of Troy beauty. Well, they're all fucking gorgeous. I mean, I mean gorgeous. first of all, Giselle <laughs> needs to be a household name. Giselle, is, Giselle Bryant must be a household I, I name. I can't really make the comparison. I don't really watch Atlanta that much, but like, I feel like Giselle is doing what Eva wishes. Like, Giselle reminds me a lot of Eva. Eva wishes. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay, it's actually thank you. rule culture number fifty-four. Eva, Eva wishes. wishes. Anyway, thank you for that so much. And and one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Yes. There's a friend of on the show. Oh, Her name is Katie. Katie. <laughs> Katie is just, something else. The wigs I just, are I just cuckoo see, bananas. I just want to see these names. I mean, because in, in other franchises, in other cities, you get those fucking Patrician, whatever names, Dorinda, Dorit, whatever. Like, well, don't come for Dorinda. I'm not saying, I'm saying the names are like so like exotic and like, ooh, wealthy, wealthy. Like, um, you know, you've got like a Habs, oh, yeah. you've got Habsburg in your blood or whatever. This is. These are women with Average ass names. Yep. Katie, Ashley. Yeah. Fucking Karen. Ashley <laughs> is in some hot water too because I'm sorry, but her husband. It's all. I mean, I mean, he's gay. The gay. <laughs> her husband is gay. Gay. Brittany Murphy. Um, thank you so much for that. I fully Gotta. agree. Uh, this is a pop culture podcast. What am I gonna do? Sit here? I can see. <laughs> I, I have a hard time like devoting that much of my um, media diet to Bravo. Oh my god! Every ener- every ounce of energy that you are spending on Beverly Hills, you gotta just take yeah. it. And honestly, send a message. Send a message. You Bo and Yang send a message to Andy Cohen I, and say yeah. I'm not down with this. I'm not down with this. I don't. I don't really watch Beverly Hills. Um, uh, I fucking Potomac is doing it. For Potomac. Me. Potomac down. Okay. All right. I'm, I think I'm, it had to do with the city. I'm like, how can it be good? It's Potomac. Like, I, I, like oh, it's not stop. DC. Are they, it's not like Atlanta. Well, it's not like a major city. It's, so because, I thought, it's because they had DC already, and yeah. they were like, we need to differentiate this Potomac, and let's make it mostly black. It's on fire. It's so good. As, is there money? DC money, or are they just sort of like they're? I, mean, I think like they well, like some are wealthier than others, and they yeah. live closer to DC. And like yeah, it's 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 just that they live in Bethesda. Some like of them there's not not opulence, but it's not Chevy relying Chase. on opulence. Chevy Chase, Arlington, whatever. Yeah. Here's Bo and Yang's I don't okay. think so, honey, and this time starts now. I don't fucking think so, honey. Screeners, bitch. Screeners <sighs> that come in the fucking mail? No. I had to dump that shit. I had to individually take the discs out, recycle those separately, then break down the boxes that came in, then break down the cases that they would come in. Bitch, 
send a fucking link. Who cares if they get shared and passed around? Send a link for the screeners in the future. Do not ever send me a physical screener ever for anything SAG-related, Television Academy-related. Bitch, this Emmy season was egregious and all- 30 seconds. You've destroyed, you've basically caused another wildfire. You basically caused another wildfire in Hollywood for this screener culture. Camille Grammer is listening. I don't, I, see, I don't watch Beverly Hills. I don't, I don't care. Um, was she Beverly Hills? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Screeners, this is just my own thing so many about. 15. Uh, just doing a link. Everyone's going to pass it around anyway. You're not, the industry is not going to hemorrhage money from you giving up these screeners. It's actually probably going to make money, honey. Five. So I don't think so many of these screeners, I, I want to watch it on a computer screen. And that's one minute. Are you an Emmy voter? I yes, I I had to sign up for the Academy. Slide. I had, I had, I had to. to. Well, no, no, no. They just they just sent a memo out um, at work uh, in like February, and they were like, "Sign up." Honestly, let's just do links. But Come it's on, just do it's links. for old people. It's climate change people. It's literally only for old. It's yeah, only but, for old people because then, young people are the only young people watch all the shows. Old people, you have to. Shake them get to watch them. anything. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, let yeah. me get Eric Swalwell on on these bitches and you say, "Pass the torch." You love <laughs> pass the torch. You love. Okay. Someone has to be nominating Kaminsky Method, oh and my so God. Netflix got to make a physical screener and deliver it by hand. Actually, if you if you try to stream Kaminsky Method, you get ED. You get ED. You unfortunately Dang. catch ED through the through the through the ca- fuck, computer. Fuck, 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 fuck. That, that was good, Bo. Thanks. I mean, I, I environmentally kinda, conscious. I you know spun my wheels a bit at the end, but thank you. I I'm getting back into the groove. I've had I've had a weird journey with IDTSHs where I'm like oh, I don't really know. I like the last one I heard you just told a story at a nice pace. Yeah, uh, thank you. Sometimes with Bowen, it's a story. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, okay, this is Jesse David Fox's. I, was, I, was I don't think stalling. so, honey. One second. Wow, this is so, Jesse David Fox has been invited to do I don't think so, honey, live many times, and he has said. Can no, we, no, can, no. can we can we share the thing that you pitched to us? What? Uh, when we asked you to do a live <laughs> show, and you were like, Oh yes, 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 yes. Jesse, we, we were like, Jesse, you would be great. Please do it. I don't think so, honey. And he goes, I don't want to go on. St- I don't want to perform. How about I get someone, another comedian, to dress up as me, and you guys call him up, and it's clearly like you know Joe Firestone or someone. And we said no. <laughs> it needs to be you. It must be you. It must be you. And, and the offer's still on the table. Sure. So I was considering doing the last one, but it was uh, on Passover. It was. Well, the next one is on September 21st at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New well, York. Well, I guess we'll see how this. I one guess goes. we'll see how this, this one, one goes. goes. This is his audition. This I is know. Jesse David Fox's. I don't think so, honey. He's shaking his wrist, and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Cauliflower. Oh! <laughs> so you sign with Brussels Sprouts agent, and you think you could be in everything? Oh, UTA, UTA. Why? Because you're white? I don't oh. think so, honey. Read her. She Sorry, went there. It's not just that you're white. It's that what's supposedly good about you is that you're white and bland and readily available. You are every male character in Big Little Eyes season two. Oh! But, Take that. But 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 Oprah has cauliflower pizza. Yeah, Oprah isn't eating that shit. Uh, Oprah only starts selling cauliflower pizza uh, because ruining the lives of poor people is the only thing left that makes her feel alive. Oh my oh, god, 30 ironically, seconds. I'd rather be dead than eat a cauliflower crust. Oh fried rice has been around since the fucking Swede dynasty. Uh, Are we supposed to believe that Gwen Patrol's cauliflower Dandering. fried rice would beat the, would meet the exacting standards of Emperor Wen? Oh, pandering! 15 seconds. Sure, there's still <laughs> sure there's still an egg in it, but you do not want to know where it's been. Oh, oh bitch. look, I get it. It's hard living in broccoli shadow, just getting the Five part seconds. she turns down. So but true. this is not your time, Glenn Close. You will never be broccoli just because you look like broccoli in black and white. Cauliflower is broccoli in Pleasantville before Joan Allen masturbates in the bath. Cauliflower oh. is broccoli for people who've never come, and I don't think so, honey. And that's <laughs> one minute! 
cauliflower oh is God. broccoli, broccoli for, for people, people who have, have never come. come. That is rule of culture number eight. Cauliflower is, is broccoli, broccoli for people, people who have, have never come. come. And thank you for bringing rice and the and you were hinting at the appropriation of, mm, of Asian bit. culture. Also, it's like you will never be glamoured. You will never, never be, be broccoli. You will never. Wow. You will never be glamour. I considered my culture Change. that made me think culture was broccoli. I was, wow. Broccoli was like you. this is a thing that I like. And I want broccoli everywhere. That well, kid. I think all kids have a relationship with broccoli. That's rocky. Very really rocky. Do. But he, but he's dressy saying he loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I will say uh, we actually were supposed to unpack that, but we talked about Monica Lewinsky instead. Yes. I had that on my list here. Broccoli. It said broccoli. broccoli. Fifteen minutes. Uh, we ran and we did Monica. But I, I want to. If you have celiac, I apologize. You can do whatever you want. I don't have sure. celiac. I have. I can sure. eat whatever I like. You know, every now and then I do like a little ca- a cauliflower grain, grain, grained riced cauliflower. Base. That's a very controversial. The grain community. The grain wants community to be thrown hates at. it. Oh yeah. I I go to grain and, Twitter is gonna really Twitter. come for you. Grain Twitter. <laughs> and I will be a legend of grain Twitter. <laughs> you will. You will. Jesse you know, David Fox. He, really. A, a huge a huge thing right now is buffalo cauliflower. Buffalo cauliflower. Yes, you can see it everywhere. And what do you think as a buffalo fan? I think absolute, absolute. I, well, I'll eat like anything. I'll eat. I'll eat a fucking. Yeah, you just like the sauce. I'll douse. Yeah, yeah anything doused in hot sauce. Is I'll eat anything with. Hot it's nothing. It literally is cauliflower is there to feel like space in your mouth. Yeah. Because you can't drink sauce. No, you. Well, agree to disagree. Well, agree to disagree. I don't even believe it. You definitely can drink sauce. You, you definitely can drink sauce. Drinking person. Yeah. Yes. And on that on that thought. It might be time to wrap up this episode of Lost <gasps> Culturistas. But here's the thing. Jesse David Fox, this was so fun. This I was, know. I think this was a very superlative episode. I would even say I superlative. Think we, I think we really, like, we all sounded very smart. <laughs> well, and there's nothing smarter to say than we all sounded really smart. smart. Yeah, that's what smart people say that's all smart the time. smart people say all well, the time. We're sounding so smart right now. Oh, yeah, of course, the tea was spilled. Culture was revealed. Culture new and old. We oh. talked about things as current as Real Housewives of Potomac and as relics of the past as the that, Sway Dynasty. The Sway Dynasty. Emperor Wen. And Emperor, Emperor Wen. And of course, right in between those two things was the Lewinsky, Lewinsky scandal. scandal. Now we close every episode with a song. And but I is I, there anything that you oh, yes. would want to say to the fans, to the listeners, to the readers? Um, thank you so much for listening to this whole thing. I thank love you. Matt Bowen so much. We love you. We love it you. truly, I was like, I want to do this so I can hang out with you guys. And this was Jesse. fun. And you can. we're all going to hang out together again on August 15th, which which is Padma has a comedy show again at the Bell House, yes. and you should, of course, listen to Good One. But no sooner. We won't hang out any sooner than no, that. No, we'll see you till then. We won't see you till then. Until then, um, I know just what to say. Memory all alone in the, the moonlight. moonlight. You went different key. Okay, oh do God. it. Do it. Do your key. Memory all alone. You're, why aren't you joining uh, cause me? Because I'm going to come in. I don't even, I don't know the words. Uh, Memory no. all alone in, in the moonlight. Hugging in the memory. Can I, can I say another one that I thought we were going to sing? Go. For lots of jobs and now I got a boys, the, the boss is on a roll. You poor, unfortunate souls. Shout out Pat Carroll, the original <laughs> Ursula. Mm. Oh, oh. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.
There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.